0: welcome to santa barbara talks with josh molina and this is a episode coming up with eric davis who's executive director of tv santa barbara we're gonna have a great conversation about all the really amazing stuff going on at tvsb but first i want to ask you to please subscribe to my youtube channel it's super important that you subscribe because a lot of people are watching the podcast just by searching for it in the YouTube search bar. Maybe somebody is sending it to you. Maybe you're just sort of seeing it while you're on YouTube and that's fantastic. But I'm trying to get the amount of people who watch the podcast to also subscribe to the podcast. And the benefits of that for you all is you get the podcast immediately when they're uploaded. You don't have to search for them. You don't have to wait for them to be published on other platforms. And it helps me because I'm trying to grow this podcast. I'm trying to have a larger reach. And in order to do that, more subscribers I have allows me to have more sponsors, The more likes of my videos I have, it allows me to go to sponsors and say, look at the reach of everything that I'm doing. So please take a moment to subscribe to this YouTube channel. And if you're watching this, not on the Internet, if you're watching it, maybe on TVSB, uh, please spend a moment to go subscribe on my YouTube channel. Because there you're going to get original content, you're going to get different kinds of stuff, not just the interviews that you are that you see and that you're watching now. So please take a moment, it's a little thing, but I'm looking at my analytics and we get hundreds of views on uh, YouTube, we get more, uh, uh, several hundred views uh, streaming on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and SoundCloud and Anchor and everywhere you can get your podcasts. So people are listening and watching and you know i hear it all the time but subscribing it doesn't cost you any money (laughs) just click the subscribe (laughs) really helps me out so i really appreciate all the support that all of you are giving it's been about two years now since this podcast has launched and uh just growing getting bigger and i get lots of feedback and i'm open to feedback shoot me an email at josh at santa barbara talks.com you have any uh (laughs) advice, uh, criticism, whatever I'm open to it. And, uh, if you want to sponsor my podcast, we can talk about that too. Uh, visit my website, www.santabarbaratalks.com. And you can see about sponsorships there, but, uh, thanks a lot for everything. Um, I'm having a blast and I really appreciate everybody who takes time out of their busy day to watch this show. Okay. So please subscribe. You know how to do that. Just hit the subscribe button. And with that, let's go to Eric Davis, Executive Director of TVSB. Welcome to Santa Barbara Talks with Josh Molina. It's my pleasure today to be here with Eric Davis, who's the Executive Director of TVSB. And Eric, I've known you for a long time in this community, long before you were with TVSB. You were uh, somebody deeply involved in the community and wore so many hats, El Presidente, of Fiesta, a historian, a preservationist. And now you're in this incredible role where you're helping to build community access television in this community and we're so blessed we're so lucky i'm not sure that people understand how lucky we are to have this nonprofit organization in the community to provide this quality programming and you are at the helm you're fairly
1: new there eric davis how are you doing today great josh thank you so much for having me yes it's a it's a thrill to be on it and welcome to you to the tvsb family now yes. part of uh, our community access uh, scheduling with this show, yes,
0: yes, thank you. We've been uh, in talks, in negotiations. No, uh, I appreciate you extending the opportunity to to join your really stellar cast of uh, shows. Uh, on and uh, uh, it's cool for me to to reach you know a whole new audience. So thank you. Let's talk about you, Eric and TVSB okay. for people who are. Uh, familiar with TVSB, you know it's this great place for all of this culture, all of this great discourse, discussion. It's it's a place where it's not like left, it's not right. It's for everybody in the community. You can find something. Talk to me about TVSB for people who maybe don't know what you are or where you're at. What can they expect from your two channels?
1: Well, the most interesting piece for me is that community access... uh, Dates back to 1974 in Santa Barbara. I don't know that a lot of people uh, know that. So there's a long, rich history back to when there was only 12 channels on the dial. Um, so it's gone through a, a few iterations. It came out as TBSB in 2001. And yes, we're the community access center, the hub of, of this community. And the two channels are 17 and 71 under Cox dial. You could also find us streaming on demand. We've launched a new iPhone app, Roku, Amazon Fire. So you can find our content. But I call it the People's Channel, right? Because it's, uh, it's locals producing content like yourself, like this show. Um, we've got a wide variety of shows from Dance for Seniors and Dance for Kids to Politics to uh, the only Spanish language broadcast on, uh, in Santa Barbara County. We've got animal shows. So it, it really runs the variety of this entire community. It's a blast. It's it's a it's a neat treasure. And you're right. the Communities that have community access stations are, are very lucky.
0: Yeah, I remember you know, I grew up in this community and I've been in Goleta, Santa Barbara for pretty much all my life, minus about four or five years of of. Of working out of town and college out of town. So I remember having that station and that presence and watching and sort of saying, Whoa, this is kind of cool. This is local content, the various shows that I would watch over the years. Can you talk about what the, the focus of TVSB is? You, you're kind of new, you've been, what, two or three years? Um, wh- what does TVSB do well? What, what's the best thing that it does in this community?
1: Well, I started uh, November of 2017. Okay. <laughs> uh, a month later, we had the, mudsl- the fire and the mudslides. Yeah. And then we've gone through some th- things and two years of a pandemic. So um, what it does well is it's there for the community. You know, we didn't miss a, a minute of programming throughout this, the, this, this episode. Um, and what it does well is give voice to people. You know, you, you, you could, anybody can make a show nowadays it's, um, and, and really have a voice. You know, Zoom in fact, like we're doing today has really enhanced our content offerings. And so there's a lot more people uh, producing content. But for me, where I've really found my juice um, and now we're in 2022, is just working with the nonprofits. You know, we have a creative service wing um, and we've, when the pandemic hit, especially a lot of nonprofits reached out to us, you know, how do we do fundraisers? You know, how do we get our message across? uh today in the studio we have uh, a show called the 805 focus um it's hosted by dr cinder sinclair and she brings in nonprofits, um, uh, gives them a 20-minute segment and just talks about their mission and, and how they can be supportive if they're evergreen so we air them on our channels for a while today we have the santa barbara foundation lotus land and the en- environmental alliance wow. so you know we get a lot of uh Great people coming through here, and it's and it's just a fun organization to be a part of, and, and really critical, and, you know, and, and very important. So we do a lot of things well. Um, most recently has been though the, the branching out into a creative service division that uh, helps not only nonprofits, but we've been a part of festivals, keeping them alive and, and bringing arts and culture, you know, televising those events when they couldn't have people in attendance. So we've made a pretty big pandemic pivot and it's and it's really I think brought forward our our value as an access station.
0: Yeah I remember when I worked at the news press back in the early 2000s and I was covering city hall I moderated some city council forums and I think it was on I mean it's your predecessor whatever it was called at the time but it was the same community access station and uh Today, you know, filming the show with Jerry, Newsmakers with JR, Uh, if you go into the studio, it's so impressive. You know, you got all this great equipment and the control room and these people on staff who uh, produce everything and edit everything and just make it look really nice. It's really cool to be there. You feel like you're, you know, on network television or something. You feel really special. But what you do, which is, I think, part of your pivot that you're, you're talking about is, You'll go out into the community and you will uh, basically offer the service uh, of filming, providing sort of a documentary style recording, uh, whatever needs nonprofits have. You will go out, go, go out into the field and record that and then you will put it on the, the station. And so can you talk a little bit about that sort of wing of what you do Uh you don't have to go in the studio and do it. You can actually be wherever you're at
1: and TVSB will come to you. Well, and thank you for asking that. And at first, I'd be remiss if I didn't say congratulations that um, Newsmakers with JR and, and your host just won a national award for the mayoral debate in 2021. Right. And what a great resource. You know, we invested in our studio equipment uh, in the last couple of years to make this more, you know, digitally advanced and, and being able to bring in people throughout the community. There's a lot of hesitation about in-person uh, candidate forums, yeah. um, and we were able to bridge that gap and, and, and provide that. So, congratulations! It was very well done. I think the two of you were in studio. We had the six six candidates. Is, is that correct? Yeah, um, that was a chore, and, chore
0: for JP and everyone involved there. Yeah,
1: yeah and that was uh, that was just uh, something we do for the community. Um, most recently, we we did that uh, with the sheriff and coroners. A debate both in English and Spanish so we had Spanish translation there. Um, but you know me a little bit. I, I, I like being in the community. I'm a festival guy. I, I just I enjoy a lot of, about Santa Barbara. Um, so some of the things you mentioned we are working with a special with the Martin Luther King Foundation. They were not able to do their in-person event this year so we brought them into the studio we went out and recorded at churches so we're putting together this hour and a half two hour presentation for them. Um, last year, the summer solstice was having a hard time trying to figure out, you know, what's it going to look like? So we went down to the CAW for two months, which is a community arts workshop, and we filmed the bands and dancing. And then we put together an hour long program that aired, uh, on summer solstice at the Arlington theater. So at that time, we were able to kind of just capture and showcase and keep the festivals alive. Um, the avocado festival, we taped at the Alcazar theater. And um, kept, you know, we showcase bands. So there's there's a lot um, that that we can do virtually now and, and get out in the community. And as things open, we're going to continue that mission to go out and and cover and be a big biggest part of uh, Santa Barbara as we can. Yeah,
0: that's great. Now, pretty much everyone can have a show. Anyone, as long as you abide by. You know the ethics of uh, you know community access television. I would imagine there's you know obviously some things you can't do, but the great thing about it is anyone potentially can have a show. But Eric, can you talk about funding? Obviously, what you do is not free. It's this yeah. is a really important service in the community. You're not all volunteers at a studio. You have uh, financial obligations, and it costs money to put on this television. How do you get funded? Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. And, and it goes back to that. Uh, the TBSB is a, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Yeah. Um, but we are supported very generously um, by the city of Santa Barbara and the city of Carpinteria and the mayor Murillo, uh, mayor Rouse have been you know, great supporters as has the entire city council. So they provide a, a bulk of our funding and it goes back to um, the Cox get, when, when they have a, 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 a market share like this, that there are rules that they have to provide funding for community access. It goes back to uh, the early days of uh, 1974, some of the rules and regulations. But um, yeah, they were, were funded partly by the city, uh, a little bit by the city of Carpinteria. And then we also have a kind of a membership-based model. It's very affordable for anybody to come in and, and and then we also receive donations and write grants and things of that nature. But yeah, our, our biggest supporter is the city of Santa Barbara, and we're just extremely grateful.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, so so if you're looking for nonprofits to support, there's many out there. But you're an organization that supporting you, you actually support other nonprofits. So there's lots of impact by giving to TVSB. Do you have a favorite show, Eric? Is there you know them all? Do you have something you really look yeah. forward to every week?
1: You know, there, there's there's a couple, um, and you know it's a um, so I, I, there's a, a show that's it's called The Good Life with Dean Wilson. He came in to into the studio, and he he always dreamed of being a, a broadcaster. He he grew up with Vince Scully, and I we sat down and talked for like an an hour and. Um, you could just see the energy in that. He, this was his dream. So he heads the uh, Turner Foundation. And as a, as a wing, and right when the, the pandemic hit, he started a show called The Good Life. And his intention was to share the great stories of Santa Barbara, the people um, behind some of the, the great events. And what we did is we go out to his location. We set up a virtual studio and we do these interviews and we're up to 170 shows Uh, since he started in in 2020, Mm -hmm. they've got like 175,000 followers on, um, let me see, yeah, well, yeah, 175 shows and 25,000 followers now, but they've just built a show based on the good, you know, in Santa Barbara, and and that's one I really like. I've also got a new puppy recently, and so I watched The Animal Zone, Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, that talks about uh, pets and and, how to Fostering and adoption and and things of na- that nature, um, but for me, you know, I'm a little bit of a, a historian, yeah. and I, I like that. And we've begun taping a lot of these great lectures. Like last night, we were at the Maritime Museum for the Maritime's lecture on the Great White Fleet that came to Santa Barbara in I think 1913, maybe it was 1909. Mm-hmm. So we cover those lectures too and air them on our channels. Mm-hmm. Um, the Historical Society's recently done a couple. Um, get Clark. Clark State was uh, one a couple weeks back. So I love watching these community lectures, and I, I learn a lot from them.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so, Eric, you mean I can uh, copy the Good Life model and get the crew in my backyard and we can't can an on location interview? That sounds so cool. Yeah, it's, it's
1: quite a setup. I mean, it, it takes a while, but they've really found their groove. Um, we do two, three, four shows a month. And yeah, it's in, in the backyard, fully set up. Um, and like I said, I think they're approaching 175 shows. It's, it's, it's a, it's a neat, it's a neat uh, show to be a part of.
0: Yeah. That's really interesting. I watched, uh, I've seen a, a few of those episodes um, since we're talking about shows. I, I want to ask you a little bit about content. Uh, there's a diverse palette of, of people who have shows. Oh yeah. And so I know it's a show, it's a, it's a community access. It's for everybody, um, it's a voice for conservatives, let's be honest, you know, in this community, uh, they have an opportunity to talk about their issues and and that's great, right, it should be a community access show for everyone, um, and there's people that are clearly on the left who are able to, to talk about their issues as well, can we talk about that, just sort of that conservative perspective for a second, um, do you get pushback, do you get comments, you uh, what do you hear in the community when you have some of these voices talking about some
1: issues that
0: are uh, at times controversial when you just look at sort of the political landscape in Santa Barbara?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, that's community access, right? We're, we're open to everybody, every opinion. Right. It's uh, non-commercial. Uh, we don't censor. Um, so it, it's, that's, that's what you draw. You get, you get everything from the, yeah, the, the political debates you get, Um, some wild stuff. And and looking at the history of community access too, I mean, they used to have parody things and, you know, mock some of the (laughs) the big events. And so the the dumbest, the dumbest movie of the week. And so there's, (laughs) there's been a a lot of stuff coming through here, but that's, I think that's the premise of open access. Um, And no, I I don't get any of that feedback in the community. I think people understand, you know, we, we don't, we don't censor, we don't, it's, it's affordable for everybody. Mm-hmm. You give voice to people, and we kind of track what we attract. You, you know who's, and I, I think they, people have different paths. Um, so that this this is maybe a way for um, some of the the other shows to, to have a voice too. So, yeah, it's it's it's, it's it definitely adds a layer of of uh, kind of um, diversity here that you probably wouldn't find, you know, elsewhere.
0: Yeah, well, it's important because you don't want a station to be all one thing when it's community access, because there's stuff to be learned from everybody. And if someone's got a show, they have something to say. And it's important that people have the opportunity to hear that. They don't have to watch the show. If they, well, I don't like that show. I'm not going to watch. That's fine. But there are people who do. And it's important to sort of understand the gamut of your community, even if you don't necessarily agree with everything that's been <clears throat> talked about. Eric, let's talk about you and your background. Um, you uh, are in this really incredible role, and I've heard great things about TBSB since your involvement, but you have a television background. Can you talk to me a little bit about you, that part of your life and how you got into this sort of career?
1: Yeah, you know, that was always my dream, right, uh, even growing up, but uh, kind of like the, the Dean Wilson story, uh, watching Chick Hearn and and Dan Rather and some of the, the big names with news was news. Um, so that, I, I went to school for uh, political science and broadcast journalism and uh, came out of there, started working in, in television and just absolutely loved it. Um, but as you know, television can be a nomadic experience, popping around from market to market. And I had a funny story is that that was at the time of the O.J. Sim- <laughs> Simpson uh, trial. Okay, and I could see the shift in uh, journalism at that point. It was mm-hmm. became sensationalized. It became, you know, chasing the same story with a different angle time after time again, mm-hmm. and it kind of lost a little bit of its luster for me. So, you know, I, I transitioned into more of video marketing and, and got into the marketing side of things. Mm-hmm. And um, I grew up here in Santa Barbara. My I moved here when I was six. My dad spent his time in the YMCA um, right there on Hitchcock. And so I, I went up to San Diego for school, came back in, in 2000, and kind of advanced in that marketing field uh, with a specialization in um, broadcast. And was doing a lot of uh, live shows and discovered TV Santa Barbara. That's like a, kind of a place to host, you know, some great content. And hit it off with the executive director. And one day he called and asked if I would uh, apply for for the position and. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a really kind of a dream job for me it's a it's a great fit of you know my community involvement my love for video storytelling and uh, it's, it's it's been fun challenging you know but but fun yeah and, and when you were a reporter were you a like a
0: television field reporter um, yeah a multimedia yeah. journalist we would call you these days
1: you know yeah Did you mean, have a camera it crew more of a, it was just more of the traditional uh television news reporter i got some of the old clips are kind of funny to, uh-huh. to go <laughs> to go watch well, what were some but, of the stories you covered that you remember that stand out uh i was more on the environmental side especially okay. in, in san diego with uh lagoons and um it was just a lot a lot of ocean and, and, and environmental stuff I, yeah. that kind of was my my niche you uh, so
0: you mentioned you grew up on chick hern so do you do you have a all the Chick Hearns famous lines memorized in your oh, head? Oh, pretty
1: much, yeah. I could probably, <laughs> I could probably get, a, get a number of those at, out pretty quick. But it, it's, uh, yeah, so that, that was always my passion. I always thought I'd you know be a sports reporter, get into announcing or things of that nature. So it's kind of come full circle, Right. and it's, it, it's a lot. And so one of my goals now is to kind of get back into the community and, and do more of that storytelling um, of, of this, this great town.
0: Yeah, well, you know, at, at TBSB, you sort of see that reflection in sort of your values and your vision because somebody who's watched over the years, you could see sort of this change and this pivot. And then during the pandemic, having to stay alive, having to adjust when you can't have people in studio. <laughs> you just, yeah. you know, how do you keep a station going? when you don't have people who can come in and how do you do that? And you sort of figured out a a really strong way to do that. Uh, You're also a bit of a a historian, a preservationist. Uh, I kind of, you know, in my, my, my reporting hat, uh, have have talked to you over the years on various things in Santa Barbara. What do you enjoy about this community, about Santa Barbara, about living here? You grew up here most of your life. Uh, talk to me about what this community means and is to you.
1: Yeah, I I like a little bit. You, you know, I, I spent some time on the Pearl Chase Society board and and just spent a decade plus in Old Spanish Days, and um, I I really like the the rich culture and the history because you know back to the you know 1850s 1840s of the ranchero period um yeah there's just a lot here and I, i've dug into it really enjoyed it um uh, so you just the landscape too it's just it's a it's a beautiful place to be um but the people are are, are a kick too you know it's right. uh, and i get i get to meet a lot of people coming through the, the access station yeah but yeah it's just important to me i, I really love it and um Yeah, I enjoy a lot of the history of it. Uh, And one of the things that we're doing here at TVSB is we're going to be launching kind of an archiving campaign to go back and find those old photos, the old videos um, from our nearly 50-year history. I was on a call earlier this morning with somebody on our board who's heading up that uh, initiative to, as she called it, harvest our our history. Mm -hmm. And we found some old videos. And, you know, we used to have a show in the 70s. It was called Meet the Mayor. It was the longest-running TV show in Santa Barbara, um, and like many access studios and really many television studios, a lot of that has been lost. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be trying to, trying to dig that up. You know, we do have some footage from the 1924, 1926, uh, Fiesta parade, which is just incredible to watch, but we're going to make that uh, announcement here in June to the community to really start, um, collecting and digitizing and, and saving, uh, Santa Barbara's history.
0: Yeah. I mean, you think about everything that aired. For going back almost with 1974, you said, I mean, wow. I mean, yes. the stories you can tell from all of that footage, is it, does it exist like in somebody's garage somewhere?
1: That's, that's exactly where it is. I and, mean, you know, yeah. that's exactly where it is. Um, because in the, in the early days, they put it on the producers to, to store and and, can't, and we didn't really have an archiving wing or, a, a, you know, it's not as easy to, to store in the cloud as it, as it is today. Um, Katy Perry grew up singing at a community access station here. I mean, just there's just, I can't imagine just the rich history and all the people. Um, Charles Schultz with his, uh, you know, Snoopy um, books came. There's a lot. So that's one of the things that I'm really excited about that I, I'm really has got my juice flowing for the next uh, two years to see how much of that we can recover um, and bring forward. So if you yeah. know of anybody out there with it, with, uh, CDs, DVDs in their, in, their, in their garage, bring it to us and, and we can help with that.
0: Yeah, that's great. I think that uh, just on Fiesta, you know, you could do a whole series on the footage of Fiesta over the years. Once you pull it all together, uh, Summer Solstice, these community right. events that undoubtedly TVSB recorded or had some sort of role or took some kind of footage or talked to people who were part of it. And speaking of Fiesta, Eric, you're, you're, you know, I follow you on social media. We talk from time to time and I have never seen an El Presidente embrace that role better than you and genuinely, and have sort of a real deep sense of appreciation and gratitude for that. You were all over the place during the pandemic uh promoting fiesta and you seem to really relish that role of like ambassador of this event and the community let's talk about that what what did it mean to you what does fiesta mean to you what did it mean to you to to be in that role Uh, and i would imagine it's sort of a was like kind of a lifelong dream to some
1: sorts some sort Yeah. yeah um But it's not necessarily the title of El Presidente, it's the journey, too. You know, my wife and I really bonded over Fiesta. We have our our, kind of our first photos that we, it's something that we love to do together. The uh, dressing up, going to events, and uh, we really just connected over it. And, you know, I I got into the, the PR side of things and tried to really build that brand and got to meet some of the, the people that'd be helpful um, to me when I was president but it was a, it was a journey and I, I loved every minute of it and we were off and running in 2020 with a theme uh, uh, we were just about to um, announce the poster and select the spirit and junior spirit and then the pandemic hit <laughs> the pandemic hit now I find myself you know in charge of two nonprofit organizations in the middle of a pandemic and that was a really tough period um, you didn't know what was going to happen right you didn't know what the next day was going to hold you didn't know what things were going to look like in the summer months you know do we postpone events to october you, you know so i spent a lot of time just just digging into that um i was also in communication with the county at the time and especially a greg hart's office and and one day we just had a frank conversation that he saw you know this is not going to end by summer you know this is this is going to take 18 months to roll out the vaccines. It's not gonna be quick. It's, uh, and it turned out to be prophetic. It, it, the vaccine rollout was quicker than they were expecting. But um, once I had that, I, I had just felt in my heart. And, and I talked to some historians about it and that this town's gonna to need Fiesta more than ever, however that looked. And we're gonna bring hope and we're gonna bring joy and we're going to bring optimism and we're going to keep the spirit of fiesta alive however that looked and once i planted my foot there um my, my wife and i uh things just took off and, and we did what we could you know i, I felt uh, looking back i feel like i was the right person at the right time if you were going to ever have a televised uh, <laughs> or, or virtual fiesta you know i was thankful i was that in that place and you know i, I i'm I'm really grateful and uh, it, and it continues today um because of of those efforts it was hard um but there's some good things that came out of it um this weekend and i think they're unveiling the poster and, and the pin at a at a private event to, to 200 150 people but we we worked with kyt and on their patio we announced the poster and pin uh to a live tv audience a generous 10 10 minute segment that reached you know all of kyt's audience and Pretty soon, the posters selling from uh, Iowa to Hawaii, and it's—I think they're almost out of them. It's best-selling poster of uh, the last 20 25 years. So, yeah, yeah there are th- there are things. And then we had a spirit and a junior spirit really step forward, and Saint Barbara came forward. You know, Teresa she she was our, our mm-hmm. Teresa Novak Kuski was our uh, head of Labouham came mm-hmm. our dancing Saint Barbara. So. <laughs> we had fun. It was a little bit of a, of a private a, a event or broadcast, but uh, yeah, we, we did. We, I, I'm very proud of it.
0: Where'd you get those outfits that I saw you on uh, Instagram? Where <laughs> <laughs> he always look so, so that's, sharp.
1: That's been a, a little bit of a, a collection. Um, uh-huh. You know, he it starts really simple with a sash and a, and a bow tie, and then um, you can go to the costume sale and pick up a few things here and there. And then we started going down to LA and and getting some, some suits tailored. And in 20, gosh, 19, we actually went to Spain to check out the real feria and got a few things there, but you know, it was a decade of accumulation, but yeah, they're fun. (laughs) They're fun. I don't know what I'm going to do with them now, but, um, yeah, that's, I think that's part of it. I, I enjoyed it.
0: Now, because of the pandemic, fiestas changed at least in terms of the parade this year. Uh, it's so on Cabrillo Boulevard. It's not going to go upstate. We have the State Street Promenade and the outdoor dining, and that's a whole conversation between business, City Hall, the community. Uh, what do you think of that? What do you think of Fiesta and Cabrillo? Would you like to see a return to state for historical purposes? It's the biggest horse parade in America, and it's it's a place where you know the tech employee who just got hired, uh, you know, they love Fiesta. But the people like me who were born here remember going downtown on state with their, you know, father and, you know, watching it from the sidewalk on Cabrillo or something. And there's some history to that. What, do you, what would you like to see uh, the Fiesta parade be like?
1: Well, I think you got to just kind of adapt with the times, right? I, I don't yeah. think state street's an option at this, this summer, yeah. these summer events. Um, but there is some magic to um, state street with the uh, Jack Arandas in bloom you know, you got the beautiful Fiesta flags that stay up for a couple of weeks. You've got the restaurants. You got the people. Yeah, there's there is, there's is a magical component, and even the kids' parade. So, but you know, I, I I've been through it with. You just got to adapt, right? And you got to keep the traditions in, alive and, and do what you can. So uh, you know, I, I haven't been in it many of the planning as a pastel presidente. It's a little you're you're not quite in it. Yeah, um, but. It, I'm glad they're going to they're having they're having the, the parade. I don't know what it's going to look like, but that's an important piece for me. Uh, there was a couple things. One was the dancing. You know, I love the free events, the dancing at the courthouse, um, Fiesta, um, Fiesta Pequena. And and I think that was for me that my favorite thing was we couldn't have it at the mission. We couldn't do these big crowd, big, gra- big crowds. But we held an event at KYT studio, which was. This turned out to be the most magical pequena with the full moon rising and it looked like the dancers were dancing on the air and it was just it was the most special night that, that that i've i've had as part of the part of that journey but yeah i think you know you know solstice is going through it and you just gotta it's such a big part of our santa barbara culture you know the, these events these parades these festivals that you just gotta keep them alive
0: Yeah, definitely. And we're slowly getting back there and figuring out what it's going to look like for, for all the parades downtown. I'm going to channel the good life a little bit here with my next question, Eric, just for you. Um, ever since I've known you, you've been super positive, optimistic, um, even in this interview, right? You're like, you know, you're good. You're just, you're talking about the glass half full always. And, um, that's an attitude and approach we don't always see, you know, in the community. We see a lot of like, this is what's wrong. This is people who are making mistakes. You seem to be sort of eternally in a positive mood uh, uh, when it comes to talking about you and the community. Where does that come from, Eric? Is that your dad? Is that your parents? How did you get that sort of like gleeful disposition
1: about so many things? It's a good question. I, I, Maybe a little bit of my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, I, I think that's just where I get my juice. You know, when I'm working at the top of my triangle, I, you know, I'm I'm visioning forward. I, I don't like to dwell in the negative. I don't like to. Um, I think that's just it's been a part of my personality ever since uh, I, I was in high school, I believe, or as far as I can remember. But that's where I get my juice. You can see, you know, it just it, it energizes me. You know, thinking about the the, the future, um, thinking about the positive, making a difference. So I I I can't answer that. I maybe you see you see different personalities, but that's just kind of who I am, um, and probably who I'll always be. I hope. Um, you know, there's been been challenging. Like I said, leading two organizations through a, a global pandemic and and all those things that have faced. You know, my my hair's gone gray and. Um, <laughs> you know you know there's I don't fit in my fiesta suits as, as quite nicely as I used to but um, yeah I'm just I'm, I'm, a, I'm also very lucky too
0: yeah so so TVSB going forward you've talked about how you've had to pivot in order to survive like so many organizations did during the pandemic you're funded by the city of Santa Barbara by the city of Carpinteria by community donations, by membership. Uh, and so you're you a visionary. You have big plans. I don't think you're somebody who's trying to just sort of, let's do the same thing for as long as I'm here kind of employee. I think you're thinking about legacy and everything you do having an impact. What's the future of TBSB? W- what are you trying to do over the next three, five years? Where are you headed and how are you going to get there?
1: That's a good question, and I've kind of planted that um, 2024 as we've um, approached our 50th anniversary. That's going to be huge for us. Um, I've mentioned um, we've begun working on transitioning from just a t- television channel to kind of more of the streaming devices. So you can go download a TVSB app uh, now and watch your content there, which is is important in Roku and streaming. Um, I also want to get out and being able to live stream from events back to our channels. Um, you, you know, I, and we're, we're working on things. We're also getting more into the government broadcasting. Uh, we, we handle the broadcasting for uh carpet other government mm-hmm. programs. So, you know, that's a, I, I they, they break this into three different things, public educational and government PEG um so i'm i'm really enthused by the government side too and i'm starting to work we're starting to work closer with city tv to cover some more of their um help out with covering more of their boards and commissions and things of that nature yeah. so that that's that's one angle the streaming angle um bringing forward the history and then also increasing our technology so we can do more shows like this you know this may not have been possible in 2019 the mayor old debate that won a national award was not possible uh, so more of more of that live video, the live streaming uh, we want to increase our content too. we've seen that. you know the thing is that content and our has really grown during the pandemic. You, that may be counterintuitive. but now we have uh, teaching tools and and people check out equipment and go out and produce shows. I also want to be more of a training center too for especially for young kids um, who may have the opportunity to produce shows to, You know, as we're, I I think you've always had that journalism bug too, um, that, you know, we can teach young kids and, you know, let them be, there's a lot of academies at the high school level, but can we go younger and provide them with the opportunity to to produce and and learn uh, the values of journalism, uh, media literacy, the importance of media literacy. I think that's the next big step for us is going into the schools um, and, and working with youth uh on topics especially like mediated literacy and the importance of knowing your digital footprint as you advance i think we can make a difference there and i i that's uh pretty close to, to my heart right now
0: yeah yeah it's, it's, it's super exciting to think all the potential of what you can do at this tv studio um, a lot of people don't know they haven't been there but you kind of have an open door policy people can, you know this is a pandemic and all of that but people can, can it's a community access station so you can go check it out and people can rent equipment too just on their own if they want to borrow a camera or something
1: yeah if, if you're a member and uh, you can come and and once you're trained on it check out equipment mm-hmm. uh, we have the simplest things as an ipad kit so they're uh Basically, a production studio on an iPad with tripods and lighting and microphone, editing software built in. Uh, We just invested in DSLR cameras for um, studio members. So, you know, that's a little higher quality so you can do more equipment. We also have the broadcast cameras that people can learn and train on. We provide individual training for for members. And then we also have the side of, you know, in-studio productions, which are really fascinating. You know, learning switcher and lighting and, and studio development—that's where you see a lot of the show. So, yeah, we have equipment, and we, we continue to invest and in, um, look at—you know—what's the equipment that be needed for the next two, three years, mm-hmm. and maybe even five years out, and then also provide the the training on that, which is a, which is an interesting component that people may not know about.
0: And uh, you mentioned City of Santa Barbara doing more for their boards and commissions. Just want to recognize Tony Ruggieri, who, uh, is who uh, is incredible at doing what he does in terms of managing the recordings at City TV, and you know you've worked with him. You know he's so. amazing,
1: absolutely incredible. So yeah, over the last month we've been kind of really uh, building a partnership uh, on, a, on a variety of, of fronts, uh, and it's, it's been great. Uh, like I said, the city of Santa Barbara from top throughout the ranks have been very supportive of community access since the very beginnings. And we're all very grateful for that.
0: And TBSB, how many employees do you have? It's not a, a huge operation with staff, is it?
1: No, it's not. It's uh, I think we've got six of us now. We have two or three uh, producers. Uh, we have a programmer and we have one that works on mostly the government side. And then we also have a, an editor. So it's a pretty lean group. Uh, and the mission is to empower people to make media that matters. So a lot of that is us helping train producers to produce content like this. Yeah. You know, so once they're trained and they have access to our studios and facilities, you know, they're, they're on their own and, and they're out at, and running. But um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lean crew, but a, but a great crew, uh, a, a diverse crew. And um, I'm really happy with where things are right now.
0: Yeah. and Eric, if you could have your own show in a perfect yeah. world, what would it be about?
1: Uh, I would be it would be a Hugh Hauser style show where I'm at, I'm out in the, in the community, not in studio, but uh, you know, taking a look at some of the historic structures. You know, maybe getting the story behind the courthouse and um, you know what 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 are the the challenges they face and some of the history behind it. Um, I'm trying to carve out. Uh, some space to do stuff like that. As you know, in an executive director role, you've got payroll and you've got, you know, billing and and things of that nature that kind of pin you to your desk. But um, that would be my my show. Uh, You know, just grab a cameraman and and go out and tell some of the things that people may not know about this community. Uh, Some of the, the art, some of the history, some of the people. So Fingers crossed that I can carve out some time to to get out there and do more of that this summer.
0: Yeah, and you have quite the presence on Twitter, too. You're very social. You're engaged in the community, and uh, you're paying attention, and you're very supportive of, of people who, um, you know, local media. I know you're a big fan of John Palminteri, of course. You know who isn't? He's, he's such a celebrity in this community. But yeah, um, you really yeah. support the journalists in town, and I appreciate well, that.
1: Yeah, so, and it goes two ways. You know, uh, John was my honorary presidente, too, uh-huh. And we couldn't have done it uh, without the partnership with him and KYT. But like I said, when I, when I was working in, in as, on the PR front, um, I made a lot of those connections. And that's always been my my angle, too, in journalism. And so I, I know what, what goes into it, um, some of the challenges, and yeah, try to be as, as supportive of, like as I can. You know, I love your guys' show. I tune in on Friday nights or Saturday mornings and, uh, it always keeps uh Santa Barbara talks up on 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 my second screen here and try to take in as much of it because yeah I, I enjoy it I'm a, a little bit of a news junkie still read the couple newspapers a day and uh, that's just something I probably will always always like
0: yeah no no definitely and and Jerry and I do our best to create entertaining content for you uh and your and your station so
1: and that you do yeah that you do and I, you know it's uh the topics uh topics of the week and it's, it's it's an enjoyable watch and i'm glad it's on tv santa barbara too yeah you know and that's a perfect example right you guys used to be in studio right it, was, it took uh, you know five or six people to produce it and we had volunteers and and now you've just found your groove and and have been able to do it uh you know via zoom or online and and continue to plow through with some of the challenges that we all face
0: yeah, you know, we'd get there early and set up and be in the studio and, you know, it's it longer process, you know, with the pandemic, people are forced to adjust and, you know, it's different when it's over Zoom, you know, in terms yeah. of the connection, but there are a lot of benefits in that we can just do it. You know, there's less of like, let's set up a time to be there. So, you know, it's all good, but it's good to have a diversity in the types mm-hmm. of programming that you create. I want to give you the final word, Eric. Just sort of going forward on TVSB, what do you want people to know about what it is that you do? Whether it's uh, content, whether it's about contributions, uh, supporting uh, the stations. Uh, you have the final word here on TVSB and what it means to this community.
1: Yeah, well, thank you, Josh. It's been a quick interview, an enjoyable interview, and uh, thank you for for your support. Uh, but you know, community access. It, it's been around 50 years but it also faces a lot of challenges you you know um, we have legislation um, at the federal level at the the state level uh, to really try to help keep community access uh, alive you know funding's fallen off from the county and other sources over the last 20-25 years so it's it's not something that we can take for granted Um, you know we need We need members. Um, If you can, you want to be a member just to support, you know, the local content and how uh, valuable it is to this community to be have a place where anybody can share their voice. And uh, I just the more I get dig into it, the more I find the need of how important community access centers are, and a lot of communities are losing them. Um, So I just advocate. You know, there's a lot of ways you can help. Uh, You could support a show. you can make a, a donation. You can, you know, like us, subscribe to us on YouTube um, or you can get involved. Um, so there's, there's a lot of ways, but just know that, you know, TV Santa Barbara is a nonprofit and um, we're, we're, we lean. And, but we I think we do great things in this community and we're going to do do more. And so any type of support would be a great, uh, greatly appreciated. Yeah. Um, and tune yeah. in too, tune in to channel 17 and 71 and Find us streaming and on, on the app because it's it's a it's a wide variety of content. Like I said, from dancing with youth and seniors to lectures um, that are super super hyper local.
0: You know, I used to uh, uh, there used to be a show on TVSB called IVTV. I don't know if you know about this, but I talk about the show in the context of my class at Santa Barbara City College when we talk about breaking news because. There were these uh, two guys, uh, Greg Shields, Sevan Matosian. And they used to be in Isla Vista and they'd go around on weekends and they would film party life. They would just film Del Playa and, uh, you know, the places where people would have house parties and they take their cameras. And it was great because you get this sort of like slice of life of the culture of college students being college students. And it was really entertaining. It was really interesting. It was called IVTV. They were actually the ones who got the footage aftermath after the David Adias tragedy um, in, on Sabato Tarde. They were filming that night and they came over from DP and started filming the aftermath of him getting out of his car and, and um, you know, fighting with the people. And that was them. And that was that show. And it was on community access. And so they were, they got, you know, some attention at that point, some national attention. And I remember, you know, that it would be great to, I don't know who owns that content, if they own that content or TVSB has it or where it is, but though those kind of community shows, when you're just sort of doing interviews with people who are, you know, having fun, it's like a part of their college community, They're so important and there's just so many of those type of shows over the years that have that have aired and uh, it'd be great to be able to watch them in some sort of some sort of format i want to watch those old forums i did when i was moderating mayoral debates in the early 2000s at city council just to see like how terrible was i oh my goodness <laughs> yeah no
1: i i but, think that's that's a great last last message is that if that if you anybody else out there has some of this footage be it on youtube be it on dvds you know contact me we want to preserve that that's going to be a big push for us um, archiving our history. So if there are boxes in the garage, you can contact me. We're going to store them and put together a digitizing uh, plan. Yeah, I would love to see some of those interviews because you know they're out there somewhere or what happened to them. But yeah, yeah, anybody watching the show, please uh, reach out if you have DVDs or other things of old footage. And um, over the next two and a half years, we're going to make a strong push to um, preserve our history.
0: And last thing, Eric, two stations, what, what cha- where can people find this uh, if they have Cox Communications?
1: Uh, channel 17 and 71, so we're low on the dial. Um, we are making a, a push to bring that into high definition. Um, and you can also find us on our website on demand at tvsp.tv and through some of the apps that I mentioned, uh, Roku, uh, Amazon Fire, and the, the new iOS app on iPhones.
0: Great. Okay. Eric, thanks a lot for your time. I really appreciate you taking a moment from your busy schedule to talk about everything that TVSB is doing. And thanks again for, uh, you know, allowing me encouraging me to be on the your, your, your station and uh, just everything you do for everybody in the community, because it's so much fun to just spend some time watching. You learn so much uh, about your community. So thanks a lot, Eric, and uh, you're doing a great job. So I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Take care.